Hello, world culture enthusiasts. We're here with another episode of Crossing Cultures, a podcast where guests from all over the world talk about subtle, surprising, intriguing, and bizarre cultural differences in everyday life. We are here again at our home away from home in Display Sound Lab, Lisbon, uh, where everybody, each one of our guests are, is in, on some kind of vacation uh, away from their home. And we have come together here in a recording studio in Lisbon to hear about a very magical subject, because today we're going to talk about superstitions. So first of all, I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves. Yeah. Hi, uh, I'm Gaurav Kumar. I'm originally from India. I came to Lisbon in uh, 2014 uh, as a student, and uh, I just fell in love with the city, so I decided to start working after my graduation, and I've been living here since almost five years, so I really love Portugal. And what part of India are you from? I'm from Hyderabad. It's from the south. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big city, a population of more than 10 million people. Yeah, 10 million yeah, people. Only in my city. Only so, in your city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to India. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, Mohamed. I'm from Morocco. I'm on vacation. I've been in Lisbon for like um, three days so far. I'm staying here like for a couple of days. And it's been great so far. Yeah, it's great. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm from uh, the United States, uh, more specifically Rochester, New York. And a uh, very similar situation. I've been in Lisbon. This is my third day. And I am... Just doing a three and a half week tour around Europe. So for those of you who've listened to other episodes, you might remember that Muhammad and uh, Matt are second time guests. You're the, sec- you're the, oh, the first second time guests yeah, of the, the podcast <laughs> because you were so good the last time. I, I felt I like I, I have to drag you Wait. into another one. <laughs> I tried. And also because we traveled together, we were staying at the same hostel and we yeah. had conversations about superstitions and I know that you have a lot of stories and interesting things to say. So uh, let's just dive right in. What is the weirdest superstition that you think of, you can think of in India? Okay, well, uh, the weirdest one for me would be, um, I don't know if you heard about this, but when someone goes, is, is leaving the house, And if another person uh, sneezes before this person is leaving the house, then it's a superstition that you have to uh, not immediately leave the house, but sit for five minutes and only then leave. Or else something bad, bad, bad is going to happen to you. So let's say, leave the house. let's say so you're in a hurry. Yeah, let's say you, you need to go to work. Let's say you're a doctor and you have an emergency surgery that's going to happen. But when you're leaving the house, your wife sneezes. So you have to sit for five minutes, at least five minutes. It's not like a... Uh, it's not set in stone the time, but it's uh, known that sit you have to while. sit for a while and then uh, you have to leave. It sounds really, really ridiculous, but uh, growing up as a kid, like I was used to seeing people do this. So you know, I also used to do it as a kid, but now I feel like it's it's so stupid. But it's so. still a part of the culture. Yeah, yeah. For example, this morning I sneezed. What? I myself sneezed when I was coming, going to work, and I just thought about it on the way, and I was just laughing. Like, I used to, I used to sit back, like, when I was a kid, but not anymore, so. It's just funny, and, like, it, it's ridiculous, but it is what it is. All right. Yeah. How about Morocco? Yeah, there's so many, but um, the most, or as you said, the weirdest ones are, like, there are two. Uh, you can't leave, for example, like, an upside, like, a 
an upside down sandal, for example, if, like it's on the floor and it's turned upside down. You can't leave it that way. Oh, yeah. You have to flip it back. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh. Yeah, I don't know why, but uh, I still do it sometimes. <laughs> it doesn't. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So there's that, and the second one is is uh, you can't like pour boil like really boiled hot water like in a toilet or something. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do that. Oh. A lot of people wouldn't do that. For example, if you're like pouring like hot water like in a toilet or something like in the sink, yeah. you have like to op open the tap and allow like cold water to go simultaneously. So it wouldn't be that hot, for example. So yeah, that's like the weirdest thing. <laughs> and I always joke about it with my family or something with, with friends. But uh, yeah, a lot of people do that. Like they would like turn on the tap, allowing like the like cold water and then they would pour the, the hot water. That is, uh, that yeah, is super interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we might talk about it later, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like in the United States, I, I think a lot of the uh, um, same superstitions that uh, Europe, Europeans have that that uh, we have we have we have very similar. Uh, we actually have um, with sports. There's a lot. There's a lot of superstitions yeah. with sports. Mm -hmm. um, Especially in baseball, baseball is absolutely loaded with uh, different types of superstitions that I don't. I they have. I don't even know if they have basis in anything, but they just so happen to just uh, just become the culture of the sport, and it's 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 just. It's just very weird. Give and, us give us an example. Um, well, it, there are there are certain like uh, baseball players that if they get on a very um, hot streak, that they will um, that that they may like keep like uh, they keep like the same pair of socks on and not wash them or anything like that because it's 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 believed that this contributed to their success so we can't um you know let uh, this upset go upset the the, strike, yeah, the the lucky strike um yeah and that's there's also like and not even just talking about baseball there there's uh especially uh there's a big gambling culture in our in the united states and especially if you go to a casino it you are told to if you're on a hot streak you keep going and that it's it's like it's random it's all random and there's nothing to justify the fact that you would keep going or you'd stop or if there was any difference but it's the belief that you're just you need to keep going because you're going to i don't know upset some type of cosmic system or something <laughs> I mean, in the movies, they always let like a beautiful woman blow on the dice. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's <laughs> supposed to load them with uh, good fortune. I and think I, sometimes that ha that happens with superstitions. Like you, you know that it's it's sometimes it sounds ridiculous, but at the back of your mind, you have this thing that okay. For example, the sneezing thing that I was saying, it wouldn't hurt if I uh, just sat for another five minutes, so I can go on on my day with peace with nothing in the back of my mind. Yeah. So there's always a little big, a little bit of uh, thing bothering you in the back of your mind if you don't. Go ahead with the superstition. Yeah. It's like a, you know, yeah. it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Like if you leave the house thinking that, oh my God, something bad's gonna happen, you, you're <laughs> yeah, gonna be like, like clums a little bit clumsier and a little bit more like stressed, and maybe that'll interfere with your work or yeah, with your interactions. Exactly. 
Yeah, and there's a, a story about uh, Michael Jordan that he never, like, once he became a professional basketball player, he, he kept playing with the same pair of underwear every game. <laughs> I mean, Good I man. hope he washed them yeah. between yeah. the games, but he so. kept... I feel for his teammates. I would say in Israel, uh, probably the weirdest thing I can think of is that you never pass uh, any sharp object from one person to the next. You would, like, not a knife or scissors, you would have to put them down on the table or a shelf or even, like, a floor, and then the other person would pick it up. Otherwise, you might fight with that person. Wow. Wow. It's a very, very interesting... Yeah. Learning a lot today already. (laughs) What about like um, lucky charms or things that, like lockets or things that people yeah. carry with them yeah. uh, to protect themselves or to, I don't know. And I, 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 maybe other, some of you can uh, chime in because I, we were, I know we were having this discussion about the evil eye and the fact that people can um, pass on um, bad luck or evil spirits through their gaze and so people will wear things around their uh, neck like a horn or an eye that's supposed to protect them from evil spirits and my mom to this day she still wears because she's Italian she still wears a horn because she believes that um, my father's new wife was tra- is trying to uh-huh center bad spirits so she wears this in protection of that it, w- does it matter if, what kind of horn is it specific um i think it's uh when when you talk when you talk about a horn like usually it's either a horn or a conch shell mm-hmm. and it's it's believed that um it's it doesn't i don't think it has to be uh, a specific type of like animal horn but it just has to have that shape of mm. a horn okay and if it's a conch shell it has to be not the um, the the shell side. It has to be the side that has the opening mm. because uh, there's there's a lot of things that has to do with like the male and female reproductive organs, and yeah. that's and that's supposed to be uh, for some reason that's supposed to uh, ward off evil spirits. And I don't know why, but once again, these are just weird <laughs> things. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, in India, uh, religion, it's, it's a huge thing, and with that comes a lot of superstitions. When it comes to lucky charms, uh, I know I've seen people wearing rings for all their fi- five fingers. Mm-hmm. Supposed to bring them, like, every different ring is, signifies something different. Okay. You know, if one brings them luck, one brings them, you know, probably a lot of money, one brings them happiness. So it's just different beliefs. In India, it's such a huge and diverse country, and uh, the the... The, the process of thought it, it varies from each state to you know every yeah. state is so different the language we speak the clothes we wear so the beliefs we have it, it's so it's such a diverse country and I know only a little bit of these superstitions and that are existing in my state mm-hmm. whereas like there are so many other states like so uh, it might uh, people in the north might be having completely different you know uh, superstitions they, I know they also wear a lot of uh, bracelets or threads to their hands uh, that even things like that mean something to them, you know, that brings luck. So. And I heard in India there's a lot of significance <coughs> to the color of the clothes that you wear. Yeah, mm-hmm. like usually uh, for for functions, uh, black is supposed to be, it's it's considered to be uh, not uh, very auspicious. People tend to wear, you know, white instead mm-hmm. of black. White is it's, it's more cool and it signifies uh, peace. 
uh, for like uh, weddings and stuff. Yeah. And stuff. Uh, the groom is like dressed in white and mm. uh, yeah, at least in the in the Hinduism the religion. Uh, but yeah, I suppose the you know different colors also mean different things to people. Yeah. All right, in Morocco, do people yeah, carry? Yeah, I think the uh, the hand is might be like universal or something. Uh, we call it khmisa, mm-hmm. which means like five, something yeah. like so yeah. five fingers or something. Yeah, it used to be like very common in the past, not anymore. It used to be like on doors, every door, it has like a khmisa, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not really that common right now you don't see it much around but people would have like a copy of the Quran for example in in every house it's not like you don't it's not really necessary to be read but just like you can find it like in the living room or something okay mm. and for example you can find as well like some people would carry like a small booklet with like certain uh, verses from the Quran mm-hmm. okay so you can you can, you can see that with other people for example there is a as you say, with the bracelet, I don't know, with newly born babies. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, they wear like bracelets for a certain time, for a certain period of time. The, the babies? They put the bracelet on the babies? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah right, like, okay. Yeah. A specific, a specific type? or just No, it's just like a bracelet. It can mm. be like silver or whatever. Uh. But like you can, they all like little babies, if you pay attention, you can, you can see that they have like bracelets. Yeah. So you can see a lot of that. And also, like, you can go for, like, Moroccan houses. You can see, like, uh, portraits or something like that with certain verses from the Quran again. So, oh, okay. yeah. I mean, the Khamisa in Israel, it, we call it Khamsa. Yeah, again, it's, it's from yeah. Arabic. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a, an image of a hand with, like, two thumbs. Exactly, with uh, the thumb in the And, and an the eye, yeah, yeah. An eye. Yeah. That is very popular. Every house has it. Every business, if you walk into every kiosk or uh, you know tiny little restaurant right. you see the, on the wall um, people gift it to each other yeah. and even we we say khamsa 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 which we is like uh, <laughs> uh, like to to yeah, uh, scare say, away the yeah. evil spirits right. yeah yeah sometimes even if you compliment someone like you're great or this or that you will say khamsa khamsa exactly yeah. exactly yeah there's a lot of um, like fear <laughs> that if you say something good or yeah. if you say something very positive uh, the evil spirits will hear you, and yeah. then you have to do something to uh, like deflect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where we even have like we we have like a word for we call it tqoes, 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 tqoes. Yeah, that's uh, an, a word for it. Yeah. So a lot of people believe like in in the evil eyes. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or the, if you say something in, in Israel, you'd say tfu tfu <laughs> like tfu tfu is like is, is, you don't want to spit, but you want to make the sound of a spit yeah. because the spit protects you against the evil eyes. So if someone <laughs> says, uh, I don't know, I'm I'm going into surgery tomorrow, and and tfu tfu tfu. No, it, it's really it's really common. A lot of people believe in it, even if they're like educated and stuff. Yeah, they, they still believe in the power of the eye or something. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's yeah, it, it's cross. It crosses any kind of um, socioeconomic uh, yeah, denomination. Exactly. Yeah. But that, but uh, not even that. Uh, I took a course in college about uh, magic, sorcery, and witchcraft, and it's a very ubiquitous belief. But uh, it's it's also one of those things where it, it's you're always taught, especially in the U- United States, never to stare at somebody. Mm-hmm. You never stare or you never point yeah. at somebody. Yeah. That like this is seen as being very rude if you point mm. to somebody. Um, and uh, the one thing that uh, you know it's always interesting is like if you you stare 
like at like a dog. I mean, even a dog like understands that there is a it's a sign of aggression, and so it's it's re it's really it's really interesting um, that just uh, like a gesture or just an, like just staring it can um, cause people to be very very uncomfortable and a lot of times it's done in a way that is not seen as being very rational so it's it, it's it's very it's very interesting and I think it just becomes inscribed in your culture mm -hmm. yeah. and it's, not, it's hard to escape that. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something that is, that's probably going to take the cake here. Um, but a few years ago, there was like this thing in the Israeli military where um, combat soldiers would walk, would put like a necklace and on the, the edge of the necklace, there would be a tiny little uh, flask or a tiny little glass bottle, mm. maybe like two or three centimeters uh, long with their I'm going to be very careful about my uh, wording here with their uh, girlfriend or wives feminine fluids oh. and that was uh, I mean I, it, there, at some point people maybe thought that it was supposed to protect them in combat <laughs> but then it became I think like a trend just to show off that you have a girlfriend even though you come home once a month and there's someone waiting for you and you would see like uh, like people walking around with those uh, ridiculous lockets, and and, and then uh, like the yeah. the military generals they, they say, okay, stop it, nobody's going around <laughs> with uh, feminine <laughs> fluids in their That's, yeah, that is that does kind of take the cake right there. <laughs> I don't even know how to even describe that. <laughs> How about like protecting the house? Because uh, usually, you know, there's a lot of superstitions regarding how to christen the house, things like that. Like in, in Judaism, you know, that you put something called a mezuzah, which is like a tiny little scroll. Mezuzah. Mezuzah. In every 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 Jewish house, there's supposed to be a scroll. Yeah. And uh, a funny thing about the mezuzahs is that they didn't know whether to put it. Some people said that you should put it vertically. Yeah. And then some people said that you should put it horizontally. Okay. And so um, now they just put it diagonally because you don't want to upset anyone. <laughs> so everybody puts it uh, <laughs> diagonally for some reason. Yeah. And and uh, you told me that in, in, in India there's an, an, a different way to yeah, protect I, the house I, against I, evil spirits. Yeah, at least especially during uh, the housewarming uh, ceremony, they, they, they put like a, a huge picture in the entrance above the uh, main door they put a huge picture of uh, a very very scary monster mm. and yeah uh, you have to google this later because it's it's really funny right. i was showing it to some colleagues like last week or two uh yeah so it's that 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 like that monster it's, it's supposed to uh, keep away all the evil spirits and uh, and you know when people come for a housewarming when the guests come for a housewarming uh, ceremony they're all praising the house so everyone's praising the house oh such a nice nice house this that good rooms everything so uh, sometimes the belief is that for the owners the belief is that too much praise also can work against you <laughs> uh, so even they, they think from all directions yeah. you know and uh, this and they actually perform even uh, pujas which, which we call pujas or rituals that keep away all these evil spirits and the there's a priest that sits 
uh, with the with the owners of the new house, and they have to perform all these rituals in order to ensure that everything in the house going forward is brings them a lot of money, luck, and uh, keep keeps away all the evil evil spirits. Uh, is it is is it a specific monster that you're referring to? No, or just any any kind of scary face. I think I believe any scary face. Like I don't need I don't know the the, the depths of it. Like uh-huh. if, if it has a, a deeper meaning, but. Growing up as a kid, yeah, I always used to look at that and when we used to go for these ceremonies and like show it to my mom and laugh, but uh, they just put like something scary, Mm. a scary space. All right. That's a funny thing because we we have like basically the same thing, especially with like a new house. You need to bring like what we call tlaba. So it's like uh, people who come to the house and start like reciting the Quran for like an hour or something. Yeah, so it's really important to do that, or not everyone does it, but it's really important to do it, especially as, as I said, like like a, a new house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people do that. As I mentioned earlier, you can have like a, a copy of the Quran in every house, or you can have like certain verses of the Quran right. like hung on the wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is not really common now, but there used to be like a chmisa on every door. But it's uh. not really common right now. And some people, again, like they... Uh, play the Quran like in the morning or something like that. So those one, those are some of the ways like to, right? Yeah, to ward us to ward against the evil. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, growing up uh, Roman Catholic, it's it, it was very typical to if you have a housewarming party to um, have a priest bless the house and things like that. But uh, actually, I was just thinking about this: is that um, it's very, it's very typical that you have a welcome mat on front of your house that says "Welcome," mm-hmm. and it's, it's it, and you know, just thinking about this is, I, every house has this in the United States, and it's, um, it's one of those things that when I when I bought my house. I knew I had to buy one. I never, I, but, and this is how superstitions go, is I never thought yeah. why. I just said, okay, I have to go to a store and buy a welcome mat because if I don't have one there, it's, I guess people are, are going to, are going to be offended or come up to my house and think like it's, I'm not welcoming them. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just one of those things that you just, you don't ever think about because it's so intertwined in your culture, but yeah. it, it really is always there. What about uh, black cats? I don't know why they, oh, yeah, they have like yeah. a bad rap. I think they have, they're uh, significant throughout, yeah. throughout the world, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mostly. Yeah, it's the same belief, so if you're going out, uh, you're driving and a black cat crosses by, uh, at least, uh, in India, the belief is that you stop and let someone else go by, so that person gets all the bad luck and you're saved. <laughs> so basically, they're thinking about themselves. But uh, it, it is that, yeah. So uh, you you escape all the bad vibes and the, the you know by passing it on to yeah, someone yeah, else. Yeah, you just wait until the next person goes by. Hopefully, he didn't see the cat, uh, so he'll just go. <laughs> or else, if everyone sees a cat, it's a huge traffic jam. Oh really? Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you just wait until someone else goes by and then you slide over <laughs> same thing yeah it's just uh it doesn't go to the same yeah. extreme as that but it is seen as very bad luck if a black cat walks in front of 
where you're walking. And it's just, I, I don't know if there's, I'm sure uh, some people in like uh, the United States probably have something that they do when yeah. a black cat walks in front of them so that they don't continue to have bad luck. I don't know that. So I'm sure a black cat has walked in front of me before, and I just, I guess I might still be in <laughs> that session of bad luck, but I, right. you know, it's just, but it, yeah, it, it's definitely existed. As, especially when you're waiting for, a, example, an interview or something important and something like that happens, it weighs on your mind a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, in Israel, you'd probably, you'd probably either, either spit, yeah. I mean, that's a little uncouth, but to yeah. stare at it, or, or you just do the sound, like, foot to like scare or to pretend to spit? Yeah, for example, in Morocco, it's not like a superstition, but uh, not like in Morocco, but in, in Islam, you can't have a dog inside your house. Really? Yeah, wow. you can't have, like there's like a, a hadith, like a saying from the prophet uh -huh. yeah. that forbids having like dogs, except like for protection or like, uh -huh. yeah. if you're blind or something and you yeah. need it, but just like to have like, to have it like a, as a pet, it's completely forbidden, and there's like a lot of people who don't have dogs because of that. Can you imagine? Yeah, I, I didn't know that, but I, I, I heard that on the other hand, there's a lot of respect for cats. Because the prophet used to like cats, uh, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can have cats, and but dogs that are like completely forbidden. People are like split. You're either a cat person or a dog person. So. <laughs> yeah. So you can't have a dog. Inside the house, uh, there's like they say like if if you have a dog, all the angels go out of the house. Really? Yeah. You guys know the word, the Hebrew word for dog? Uh, no. You probably know. I don't recall. Well, really. oh, the the word is kelev. Ah, like Arabic kelev. Yeah, kelev. Okay. So kelev, if you ever seen the movie Lucky Number Slavin, oh, there's yeah, yeah. A, there's a kelev. Kelev. Yeah. and the word comes from lev means heart, and kelev is all heart because the, the dog is, yeah. is all he's all love and, and heart that's the yeah that's yeah. pretty much funny because like dogs are really loyal and stuff and they're really yeah. good yeah. nice to have around but uh, a lot of people can't have dogs because of that interesting yeah. interesting and and two other things that always get like bad rap i think are, are salt there's a there's always an issue with salt yeah. salt and mirrors. Yeah. Oh, like broken mirrors. Yeah, Something broken like mirrors. Seven, yeah. seven years bad luck. Yeah, seven exactly. Yeah, 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 that's true. I heard about that too. And salt, like if you if you spill the salt, then you have to take it and then toss it over your left shoulder. Yeah, your left shoulder. Yeah. 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 And there's that movie. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, where he <laughs> spills the salt and then he throws the whole salt shaker over <laughs> and hits somebody in the head. And, and also in, in Israel, like some some people even say melachmain, which means like salt and water. As a as a protection against uh, evil spirits, they just say melachmai, melachmai, like salt water, salt water, salt water. Uh, I, again, so, supposedly because they don't like uh, salt, the evil spirits. The evil the spirits, yeah. Stuff. I, yeah. I, I, there's something in Morocco I don't recall really, but uh, yeah, there's definitely something like that, as if like they don't like salt or something. Yeah. Isn't it in Germany or somewhere where if you say cheers and you don't look into the eyes, it's like a lot of years of bad luck. Well, in Israel, if you don't if you don't look at uh, if you do a toast and you don't look into the person's eyes, it's in Israel. Yeah. If you don't if you cheer if you cheer someone and you don't look into his eyes, yeah. you're both gonna have bad sex. <laughs> ah, that's not, the thing. Bad not sex, necessarily yeah. with each other, yeah. 
But every, each one of you is gonna have bad sex. Yeah. That's the, I think it was also in some of the European countries that one. One of my friends. A lot of a lot of the superstitions that I know uh, are maritime based or, or like navy based because you know the navy has a lot of super. All the navies have the same kind of superstitions. Yeah. Yeah. So people, they they never whistle. You're not supposed to whistle when you're on a boat. If you whistle on a boat, uh, you infure the wrath of uh, Poseidon and the sea will will uh, get angry. Uh, in, I think in the US, probably like in the UK, you have to refer to ships and vessels in, in the feminine. You have yep. to say she. Yeah. And it's also it's 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 bad luck to not name your boat. Yeah. As you go, it has to have a name because that's supposed to give it, um, uh, I guess, sense of good luck when you do it. And also, uh, when you do a maiden voyage, you're also supposed to uh, break a glass over the boat yeah. as it goes out. And, and I mean, I don't know, like, proper sails, sailmen have, um, like, a lot to do with tattoos. Like, so you have to get a certain... There used to be... I mean, obviously, today it's not that common, but there used to be a very famous uh, tattoo... If you're uh, a sailor, you would get a pig on one uh, ankle or one foot and a chicken on another yeah. ankle or foot. And that would that's supposed to save you from drowning. Oh. And I, I, I heard that it is because they used to transport um, livestock in, in wooden cages. And when ships would capsize, the animals would stay afloat because the cages were made of wood. Right. Uh, the... <laughs> The sailors deduced that since the animals survive in their wooden cages, having an animal tattooed on your foot would save you from drowning. Oh, that's okay. uh, well, kind of common. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing that is very common in, in superstitions, as far as I know, are superstitions that have to do with money. Yeah, like if you drop your wallet... Yeah. Do you, do you have that in India? Actually, we have uh, something similar when, it, when you're talking about money. So when we go to weddings and uh, when they uh, when we give presents, suppose you're giving a thousand rupees, it's okay. You're not. The superstition is that you, the the amount you're giving shouldn't end in a zero. So if you're giving thousand, they add one more rupee. So you're giving one thousand one rupees mm. as a gift after as a gift. So because if if you're if it ends in a zero, the belief is that. Uh, uh, it'll be the end of the it'll it'll be the end of their marriage or or you know they might it's uh, it's not it's not good so as a as a as a token of good luck they they add one more rupee uh, mm. because uh, it has to be an odd number not an even number mm. yeah so for some reason uh, stuff like that and we do that like I I attended a wedding like last year when a couple of years ago in India and. I, I give <laughs> because the, and, and I've and been brought up and like that so yeah. Yeah. an odd so number an odd number yeah it shouldn't the amount shouldn't end in a zero in so. Israel it's very common in weddings to give uh, the number 18 is considered okay. a very lucky, lucky number yeah. so you you gift someone in um, multiplications of 18 so like yeah. 180 shekel or okay. one or 18 hundred shekel or something like that because those two letters uh, those two numbers, they form the word chai, which means life or alive. Oh. So that is considered like oh, okay. a, a good number. Yeah. And a lot of people you would see, they, 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 they carry, like they have a, a necklace with the, the word chai, which means life, but it also means 18, because that is like a, a good luck number. 
Yeah. And there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of uh, preoccupation with with lucky numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, or I was saying, like, especially, and I know that this is for, uh, like, a lot of cultures, uh, Truscai decaphobia, which is the uh, fear of the number 13. And it's very common, and I, I can't think of anywhere where this does not exist, especially in the United States, where you don't have a 13th floor. So... Right. Your thirteenth floor is number fourteen, no. or some or something like that, because uh, there is just a a fear of <laughs> something. Something, happened. yeah. Just and I know there was a movie. I, th- I think it was called The Thirteenth Floor yeah. with like John Cusack, and it was just it was just a basically a thriller movie. Um, and, and don't quote me on this because I, I don't remember the movie, but it was just based upon the fact that this was on the thirteenth floor and bad stuff happened on the 13th floor. Yeah, I, I remember a movie, I, 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 I think it might be a different movie, but also with John Cusack, where it's it's called 1408. Maybe that's, maybe that's what I'm yeah, talking he, about. Maybe like, then, then I'm <laughs> wrong. <laughs> he like stays in a hotel room. He's like a, a journalist that investigates haunted hotel rooms, right. and that room is haunted because the number 1408 adds up to, 14, to 13. Right. Yeah. And then he spends a night in that room, and it's very scary. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, but we also have uh, the fear of uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Like, everything everything bad happens on Friday the 13th, and yeah. uh, even it can be even worse if it's a full moon on Friday the 13th, yeah. because the full moon is seen as being very uh, auspicious and or um, not very bad luck and doubling that with like Friday the 13th is seen as just being like you just don't do stuff I, on that I wonder day. how many years every how many years uh, um, does Friday the 13th fall on a full moon I have no idea <laughs> we'll have to google it Star Wars <laughs> probably, probably not often alright and another thing that I think is always prone to superstitions are everything that have to do with marriage either during a wedding or right after the wedding or even everything like preceding the wedding for example in, in Israel uh, uh, some it's, it's not as common but like some uh, single women wouldn't sit at the corner of a table because um, sitting at the corner of a table would, would mean that you don't get married for the next seven years you would stay single. So, like, women in their mid-20s uh-huh. would have... Uh, it, it's very stereotypical and probably, you know, happens very rarely. But there used to be, like, a, a, a beer commercial and they kind of made fun of it where you see, like, a bunch of women walk into a bar and there's, like, just the exact number of seats as they are and one of them is in the corner. So they, like, start fighting each other to avoid sitting at, at, in the corner. Or I think in the U.S. you're not supposed to see... Yeah, or, it's... Uh... It's very, very um, bad luck to for the groom to see the bride in her wedding dress before she has walked down the aisle. And um, I remember not even, uh, I wasn't getting married, but I was staying in the house um, with uh, the bride who was just getting dressed. And I was upstairs and I was told, you cannot come down. You cannot look out the window until she is gone. <laughs> and I was like, well, what difference does it make? I'm not marrying her. But it was told that this is a really, really bad, uh, um, really bad luck, or a really bad sign when you're looking at the uh, bride before she's getting married until she's walked down the aisle. 
And what about during the wedding? Anything specific? Um, there's uh, especially a part of the wedding that, and I, I don't know why exactly this this happens. There's one part where it says, if there's anybody that has a reason of why these two people can't get married, please say it now. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know when anybody would say, yeah. no, please, no, I, I have a problem I need to address <laughs> before. <laughs> and it's the last thing right before they say, you may kiss the bride. Yeah. And that's that's the uh, um. symbol that the marriage has begun. But it just it never makes sense. Nobody said. Well, because I mean, I'm sure at some point somebody yeah. probably said, no, I have a problem with the the groom. Yeah. But uh, it, it's, it's just kind of there. It's just like a, a, like a traditional old. thing. Yeah. It's just a... In Jewish weddings, uh, right after the ceremony, uh, the bride is considered a, a bearer of very, very good good fortune. So uh, a lot of people would rush right, like not even before, before she doesn't even have the chance to get off stage and people would rush to, to, right. to ask the bride to bless, bless them, give, okay. give, give them a blessing. Like, oh, I, bless me for health, bless me for money, bless me for this. And uh, Judaism has a lot to do with wine. We love drinking wine in every kind of religious ceremony. And drinking the wine the gla- from the glass of wine that the that the bride drank from is uh, is also considered bearing uh, giving you very good luck. So they, she would get, like brides would have like a, a, a large glass of wine. They would uh, fill it to the brim, sure. and then uh, she would have a little sip, and then everyone would try to <laughs> just sip a little bit of the wine to to okay. get so that good luck. Yeah. Like everyone just absolutely. trying to grab it. Yeah, absolutely. You see, like it just. just yeah, just like the, a, like a concert where the guitarist throws out the guitar pick and everyone's trying to grab it. Absolutely, because <laughs> if you've ever been to a Jewish wedding, you know that it, it the climax of the Jewish wedding is when the groom breaks a glass, yeah. and so, and that is the cue that they are now uh, they're now fully wed, and the the, the ceremony is over. Now the, the so it's yeah. it's. So everybody's waiting, and then he lifts his foot, and he stomps, breaks the glass, and everybody just rushes on stage to to yeah. to congratulate <laughs> the couple and ask for a blessing yeah. for the bride and drink the wine, and it's like it's absolutely, and you can see like if you're in a wedding, you see people are like they because if you've been to one or two weddings, you know the exact order of things. People are getting like psyched up. They're getting ready. They're, you know, they're, they're placing themselves in, in, in like a, a good position to, to rush the stage. And then yeah. the glass breaks and, and yeah, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. But what are, what are uh, Indian weddings like? Uh, it's like, so Indian weddings at least last like for a minimum of five to seven days, like a week. If at least the, 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 the big ones, you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you heard they call it like the big fat Indian wedding. Those usually last like seven days sometimes even 10 days because they have a lot of events mo- uh, that lead up to the wedding and every day you have a different kind of event a ritual that you have to perform if you're on the groom side or the bride side uh, and it's very fun these days because you have uh, leading up to it you have many uh, events like for a, a dancing function or a singing function and then a lot of uh, superstitious things that they have to do that the priests uh, that the priest advises them that they have to do this this uh, for uh, for the prosperity of their their future. So uh, when it comes to the actual wedding, you have some some things that, like they at least in the Hindu weddings they they put the the group in my caste they put the 
uh, you're supposed to sit, the groom side is supposed to sit on one side and the bride side is mm. supposed to sit on the other side. And then like you're supposed to have like this formal introduction, like you didn't know each other before. <laughs> and then the, you have to drink something sweet, like a sweet juice. Uh, uh, and so it, it means that you're starting off on, on a good note, you know, having something sweet. And then, uh, and then the actual wedding happens and you were talking about nobody has to see the bride. But for us, only the the groom should not see the bride. So first, the groom goes and he sits on the on the stage. The he, the priest he's doing a bunch of rituals, and then there's they put uh they uh they cover his his viewing with uh, a cloth, a white cloth. Mm. One person is holding it on that end. One person is holding it on this end. If you're the groom, and they bring the bride from that side, so he's not supposed to see the bride until she comes and sits down. And people are holding the the cloth for about half an hour. The priest is sitting on that side. He's still chanting and doing all this stuff. <laughs> and uh, they haven't seen each other yet. And after a certain amount of time, they take the cloth off. So wow. finally they see each other. Yeah, so there's some, some interesting things like that. But yeah, I recommend you to watch some YouTube videos. You'll be really surprised. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so it, it's, it's interesting. At least that's how it happens in my caste. Of course, in Hinduism, we have like different castes and... Um, uh, this, this, uh, and you know, even the the small rituals and traditions vary even from one caste to another. So, it's it's very very unique. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a huge topic. We can we can keep this yeah, conversation yeah. going for yeah. forever, but we'll move on to our uh, rapid fire question segment. Ooh. I will ask uh, each one of you uh, a similar question, and I want to just respond. Uh, it doesn't have to do with uh, good luck or, or superstitions, <laughs> just to lighten up the atmosphere. <laughs> okay. Favorite local beverage? Could be alcoholic, could be non-alcoholic, whatever you, f whatever you feel. Uh, in India, I like uh, the lassi. Lassi? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> you might have heard, Here you have like the mango lassi that they add, the flavor of the mango. Yeah. But uh, it's a very uh, popular summer drink because it absolutely refreshes you. And uh, if you are, it's it's basically like when you squash like yogurt, you get like a liquid form. Mm -hmm. And then you, you can add salt and pepper and stuff like that to make it a little more uh, tasty. And if you put it in the fridge and it's cold, it's very refreshing in, in the summer in India because the temperatures cross more than 45 sometimes. This, this summer it was 49 in my city. Wow. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people. It's a very refreshing drink. That's one of my favorite drinks. And that's what, what I order when I go to the Indian restaurants here, too. It's called the Lassi. All right. Yeah. Favorite local? Yeah, the national local drink, tea. Tea? Yeah. Specifically or just any tea? No, we, ha we have like uh, green tea. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's a must. Everyone drinks tea. Okay. On a daily basis, so if you ha it's a must. You have to. Have to, do you yeah. take it with sugar or with sugar and then you might add some herbs like nana mm. uh, there are so many things that you can add to it to add flavor interesting but it's a must it's All a right. must you have to Matt yeah. uh, just very typical like diet Pepsi diet Pepsi <laughs> is that local to New York no I mean it's just uh, I mean we talk about it like that you know Coca-Cola pretty much you know dominates you know, the soft drink industry, and then you have Pepsi behind. But I, I've always preferred, uh, like, Diet Pepsi more than Coca-Cola. Like, I always thought Coca-Cola was just way too sweet. Right. Even Diet Coke was way too sweet. In Israel, we have, a, a, like, a type of root beer called Bira Nesher. Nesher meaning uh, eagle, like eagle beer, which has, I don't know how it's made, but it has nothing to do with, like, American root beer. Mm -hmm. I used to think that... Uh, 
that it, it, there's some like similarities, but it's a completely different type of drink. I don't know, yeah. and, and it's kind of it's, it's sweet. Uh, it's supposed to be kind of like healthier than most uh, fizzy drinks. Yeah, and it's made from uh, barley. Oh, okay. So that's why. I see. Very interesting. All right. Well, we'll finish up. That's pretty much all the time we have today. Yeah. And I want to thank these amazing guests and uh, everybody who has been watching. If you have something you want to share with us about superstitions, where you come from, we'll love to hear it. And we'd love to see you on the next episode as well. So be sure to follow us and like us and give us some love because we love you too. And uh, one last thing I want to say is uh, I want to thank this place, uh, Sound Lab Studios, for hosting us in this wonderful professional studio and uh, our home away from home in Lisbon, Portugal. So if you're ever in the area and you feel like recording yourself, you're recording your trip, this is the place to go. Of course, we'll have the link in the description so all of you can follow. And I'll <laughs> see you on the next episode.